Welcome back to Therapy Insiders Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As always, got a really cool interview for you today. Uh, it's, it's a conversation we haven't had a ton on this podcast. It revolves around nutrition. What makes it really unique is it incorporates entrepreneurship, it incorporates business, and it really frames, or I should say reframes, physical therapy as a transformation center, which really doesn't get discussed a lot. We say it in in passing, but if we reframe a physical therapy practice, a clinic, as a transformation center, and the reason we say this is because physical therapists spend so much time with patients, customers, clients, whatever you want to call, the, the, the community members that come through. And if we can incorporate a program that also deals with nutrition and really has a wellness concept to it aside from maybe fitness or something in that realm, then it becomes fairly powerful and effective business component. So our guest today, Richard Morris, really talks about his program and how that came about. And it's really cool because Richard is partners with Chris Powell, if you watch Extreme... Um, weight loss or extreme, I believe it's called extreme weight loss. They went through this and, and Richard talks about the story of how, how they started out, how him and Chris and Chris's wife Heidi came through and, and really learned what it, what it takes to work with people. And then he had his experience in the physical therapy clinic going through some stuff. And then he had that kind of a light bulb moment that a lot of entrepreneurs have. And if you've listened to it, and I actually commented on this during the interview, if you've listened to the to Therapy Insiders podcast with, with a lot of the entrepreneurs that we've had, there's that similarity, that 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 story that you um, you hear that common thread of that light bulb moment, that need that arises, and around that need, you have to create a business. It's not enough just to have a need or realize it. It's how do you make it into a business? And we talk about that with Richard and I thought it was it was a really cool story uh, but also I think a lot of you will like it especially if you're business owners or you're young physical therapists or rehab professionals coming up how do you integrate nutrition into your practice and this might be a way to do that so I look forward to hearing your thoughts on it after you hear after you hear Richard and um, his story and and his company do you see yourself integrating something like this something with a nutritional program uh, that has a strong behavioral component to it because that's really what you need all right look forward to hearing your thoughts enjoy this episode as always before we get into it let's hear a word from our sponsor web pt talking about the upcoming ascend business summit it is that time of the year my favorite physical therapy business focused conference is finally right around the corner. Ascend event is coming to DC September 29th and 30th. And check this out. This year, just like last year, WebPT and UpDoc Media are partnering to give away two tickets. Here's what you have to do. Take a 10 second video and share it either on Snapchat or Instagram or Twitter or all the above and tag UpDoc Media and at WebPT with the hashtag Ascend Event. Let us know why you want to attend this awesome business conference and hang out and learn from some of the brightest and most innovative minds in the physical therapy business landscape. The keynotes are going to be awesome. And yours truly 
will be presenting, doing a presentation at Ascend, talking about business innovation and integrating various platforms such as what we do here at Recharge. Really excited. You know I've been talking about Ascend for a while. Definitely one of my favorite physical therapy business conferences. Now you have a chance to win two tickets. 10-second video. Tell us why you should go. Be creative. Have some fun. Tag AdWebPT at UpDocMedia. Hashtag AscendEvent. Can't wait to see what you come up with. And now let's get into Therapy Insiders Podcast with our guest, Richard Morris. Hello, welcome back to Therapy Insiders Podcast. Dr. Gene Shirakabrad here. As you know, like over over the last couple of years, we've um, we focused a lot on business and we've talked a lot to a lot of really successful and um, really forward-thinking business owners and, and not always business owners, but business-minded individuals. And some, you know, the coolest thing to me is always hearing the story. And then if you if you look back or if you listen back through the hundreds of, of interviews that we've done is you get to pick out similarities and you get to pick out um, certain certain elements of the stories that have um, that have a very common thread through them. And once you encounter entrepreneurs or business owners in real life, um, if you are one yourself, you you really gravitate towards them, towards the conversations really whether you call them war stories or uh, whatever other metaphor you want to use it's just it's just really fun and um, it, it, it's it's really enlightening and really cathartic to have these conversations with other entrepreneurs because honestly in reality most people are not that most people want a comfort of a nine to five most people want a salary most people want that consistency um, so the crazy ones, the um, those of us that are uh, kind of enjoy the um, the uncertainty, enjoy the challenge, enjoy the constant change. Once we get around each other, it, it becomes really engaging. So, um, you probably heard me talk about that in in September. I'll be I'll be heading over to DC to to be part of the Ascend Business Summit, which is hosted by WebPT um, and probably heard me say it's one of my favorite business conferences for for physical therapists because it's incredibly focused but it also brings out the these conversations these individuals that um that get excited to, to hold these conversations and um, it, it's always it's always fun to meet new people and people that aren't always in the physical therapy world so i had the i had the the pleasure to connect with um with somebody that is his company will be kind of part of of um, Ascend. Well, actually, the, the speakers will be. Um, 
but we jumped on a call and, and chatted and I was like, man, we got to get you on a podcast because, um, everything you're talking about is, is right in line with, um, with what I think the audience will need to hear. But really on my, based on my selfish want, it's just, it was just a fun conversation. So the, the guest is, uh, Richard Morris, Richard, uh, thanks a lot, man, for joining us. And we'll kind of get into your story. But when we had that phone call, I was like, this, this is, this is, I should have just recorded that. <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> Why didn't you? Come on, let's go back. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's illegal by, by most <laughs> standards, but, um, I'm, it's, uh, don't put it past me. Let's just say that. But, um, so you, you, um, you have an interesting backstory, which I think most people do, um, in, in that I think where you came from and where you are now is, is, it's been a cool, um, pattern, but you, you obviously have that kind of entrepreneur mindset and saying it now, like once I hear those words come out of my mouth, it's only, it's almost like a, a, a cliche at this point, but because it, it, it's become a trendy thing, but it, it's when you're living through it, when it's when it's your life, it's not really a, a buzzword or a catchphrase. It's 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 a way of life. It, it's it's a mentality. It's it's the air you breathe. So, like, what what has been really what has been your journey to to realize that you are not a typical nine to five guy? You are an entrepreneur. And like, what what is an entrepreneur to you? Well, I you know you think about a textbook response of an entrepreneur, and you just find a problem and you come up with a solution to to really fill that void. Or that problem um, that's really no secret to us but I mean you said it earlier man we're like we're the fellow crazy ones who kind of enjoy the uncertainty of that you know that climb and you know what's next I'm okay with kind of living on the edge and 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 having a bigger dream a bigger mission than what a nine-to-five may give me and um, for me it, it's just driving on the hustle the uncertainty um, and knowing that there's always something bigger just around, you know, the bend, if you will. And, and as I think about that, it fuels me, it fires me up, it keeps me up at night, it wakes me up early in the morning just to know I can go out and make a bigger difference than I made the day before. And I'm just not in this rut or this day to day, same thing, you know, type of a situation. So for me, it's just all about finding that passion, finding that, that problem out there and finding a solution and working my tell off to make sure that we, we fulfill the, uh, avoid yeah for sure and, and it is a ton of work i think this it's, it's one of the things that gets over glorified i feel like and romanticized is being an entrepreneur and and you yeah. know quote unquote having the freedom and and all this stuff and i think people you know seriously underestimate the amount of work that it takes and and sacrifices and the tenacity you need to have to kind of grind through the first years of all this stuff um, to, to usually see that kind of success because success is not overnight. I think it's, you know, one of those, I'm going to paraphrase the quote, like the overnight successes are the, are the companies that have been working for, for years and years to finally see the light of day. So w what motivates you to keep going through that grind of getting a company started and, and really building up? Um, you know, the, the, it really is just knowing what I'm shooting for and no matter what you, I mean, you mentioned tenacity, resilience, and knowing that um, that I, no matter what, am going to accomplish what I'm seeking out to accomplish. Um, you brought up a point earlier, and I, I, a quote instantly popped in my mind from uh, the great Dave Ramsey, one of my favorite dudes. And he said, you work your butt off for 15 years, and then you become an overnight success. So it really isn't like just a, a fly-by-night or an overnight success, and you work your tail off. And it's day-in, day-out grind, hustle. 
and always remembering the passion. And another one of my uh, one of my favorite mentors and uh, and authors is Darren Hardy, and he says that as an entrepreneur, pretty much ninety five percent of what you do is going to suck, but the other five percent is going to be freaking awesome. And so I live on that that five percent or whatever it is for you. That's that's just awesome, and really makes me want to push. And and nothing's more fulfilling than than working towards something and and something big for that matter and accomplishing it. Yeah, and it's it's moment by moment. You know, it's it's not these big grand gestures. It's you, you can have uh, an absolutely shitty day, and then it's just like this this one moment that that works out and it, it wipes everything away. Like the analogy I always use is is golf. I don't know if you play golf or not, but like you can have seventeen shitty holes, and then you birdie the eighteenth hole, and then golf is the greatest game ever. Uh, but for the last like three and a half hours, you're you're saying you're never playing golf again, and then they, that eighteenth, you're like, man, I can't wait to play golf again. And I feel like entrepreneurship is kind of like that. It's just like it beats you down and you, you double, triple bogey. And then all of a sudden you're like, huh, it's not so bad. Yeah. Perfect analogy, man. It really, it's really about thriving on that one good hole for sure. But, but the biggest piece is, you know, whether golf or not, you still have to have an interest in it. And, um, uh, again, just to have a passion, a passion without purpose and a passion without a plan will lead to burnout. You can't thrive on passion. So obviously you have a passion in nutrition, but um, aside from that, you, you have a goal and a strategy. So you're the CEO of Metabolic Wellness. What, where does the passion for nutrition go, uh, come from, and um, what, what's, what's the goal and what's the strategy of, of kind of being involved in, in nutrition? Because it's not something we've talked about a ton in, um, on this podcast or in physical therapy in particular. Yeah, great question. I mean, if I, I go back about 13, 14 years when my career started. I knew I was going to be in the health industry. Originally, I wanted to be a physician. Um, and to get myself through school, I started off being a personal trainer, got multiple different certifications and and just started learning the, you know, the, the human body and really enjoyed helping people exercise and in particular with their weight loss. And I found something out really quickly, uh, probably about a year into what I was doing and and I moved quickly up into, into management within the gym that I was working at and, and really started overseeing groups of trainers. And what I found out is, yeah, we can train someone, we can work them out, but unless we really understand human nutrition, and not just nutrition itself, but the psychology of nutrition, and, and really just food in general, then it was going to be near impossible to really take someone to their ultimate desire of, in many cases, weight loss. And so what that did was that sparked in me this, this desire, this passion to take more of the nutritional path in my schooling. And as I did that and started learning and, and really getting engulfed in just different um, studies and research and symposiums and, and all these different uh, avenues that I could, you could go with nutrition, um, I gravitated toward that, you know, like an intense magnet. And ever since then, really just became known as and, and, and pride myself in becoming, you know, a, a nutritionist and in making that my main focus and the, the main focus of our company. Awesome. So obviously that's, that's the pa passion came from experience. Sounds like you, you were around it and you, and you saw, you saw a problem and the solution wasn't as expected, which I, you know, is, is a hallmark of, of entrepreneurs and, and most good businesses. And, um, you knew that you kind of had to do more. So you, as you went through this, through this process, what, when did the business come about and really what is the business versus just a passion and, and an idea? 
Another great question. Um, I actually, um, as I mentioned, passionate about nutrition, helping people with weight loss. Um, one of my business partners, Chris Powell, and I both were um, working in the media at that time. We were doing some local news stations kind of as our fitness and nutrition people. And so we, as we were in the media and we were helping people out on a kind of a, a more of a kind of a, a local scale, but a big scale locally, we found a really common problem. And that problem was that most people out there who really, really need help, in particular with their weight loss, um, they didn't really have, you know, $1,000 a month or the disposable income to pay for the guidance, the coaching, the support that they needed. Um, and oftentimes they could barely afford like a gym membership. And so we just really were gravitating toward these people who needed help. Um, they couldn't afford it. They, they really just needed someone to put their arm around and to coach them to show them how to do this. And so we found ourselves um, about almost 10 years ago, gosh, it's been almost 10 years, crazy, um, in, uh, in our friend's physical therapy clinic. And I was getting treatment on my back, um, my first time ever in a PT clinic. And I was just getting treated. I noticed that the, the therapists in that clinic were working on probably about 12 patients at that time. And of the 12 patients that were being worked on, I noticed that 10 of them were overweight or obese. And I see these PTs, again, my first exposure in a PT clinic, and I see them doing their thing, like rubbing knees, back, stretching, icing, those little electrodes you put on the back, all that. And I remember thinking to myself, gosh, this is, um, this is potentially a perfect place to help create transformation. Um, I quickly learned that a PT is really the only healthcare provider that sees their patient two to three times a week or an hour. And so that was a huge component to the transformation, that in-person accountability. And so I pulled the therapist aside after and I said, John, what do you do for the root of the problem? You know, I see you rubbing and icing and doing your thing. What do you do for the extra pressure on the joints? And I'll never forget his response to this day. I, nothing I can do, man. Rub-a-dub-dub, -dub, ice, heat, hug, give him a high five, and I'll see you on Tuesday. And there's really, it's really outside my scope as a therapist to address that weight, to address the nutrition. And um, I, I just remember that conversation. I remember thinking, yes, the therapy clinic is a place where people are coming in multiple times a week, just sitting there, laying there, getting this treatment. And it was a safe place as well, not just physically, but you think about the psychology of the human mind and, and going into a big gym or um, an intimidating facility can really turn people off, especially those who are feeling shameful or um, just not confident in themselves. But a PT clinic just seemed to be that safe place where they can go and get that guidance. Um, there was a PT there who understood the body more than pretty much anybody. So why not make this like a transformation center? And so um, Chris, my pal, my business partner that I mentioned earlier, and I, we had been working on some really incredible tools, and I felt that they could be facilitated out of a PT clinic. And so we started taking some of John's patients and, and helping them as they were coming in for PT, just guiding them, supporting them, and, and helping them to achieve more than they would have in, in, in respect to you know, the weight loss. And so we saw some pretty cool results, and from there, stemmed our business. That's really cool, man. I, I know. I know some some people are probably listening and cringing on your description of some of the treatments. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm saying it as like a layman's terms. Like just, no, 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 that's, that's I awesome. I think, I think it needs to be, I think it needs to be heard more. Uh, but I think the, the, the really awesome point that you made, um, that is incredibly astute is the, the uniqueness of physical therapy in that we, we really build relationships. And, and like you said, one of the only healthcare providers that gets to see patients, not only two to three times a week, um, which is which is a good bit in most instances, but just an hour. Even if you spend one day a week yes. for an hour with somebody, um, that's yes. incredible. Um, and the safe place and the, every, everything you described is so on point that doesn't get talked about a lot is that we have the capacity to do more than just orthopedics. Um, that we, we have the capacity to, to build relationships with people and... Um, we're hamstrung in a lot of ways. You know, if we're insurance based, um, there's only so many things we can do. If we have a diagnosis code, you treat the diagnosis, but people are not diagnoses. People are, are not just a knee pain or a neck pain. There, there's more to it. Um, and nutrition is just, is just one of those huge holes that we have no good answer for, you know, partnering with nutritionists maybe, but in-house very few have any, any capacity to deal with it. And, and you you saw that, that you know that glaring hole and and went after it. So, um, like, what what is the process? So you started to kind of work with with some some of the patients at the clinic, and what came of it, and what did you see? So what we again, there was this idea, right? And it's like, okay, well, how do we we, we were, we're toying around? How do we get paid for it? How do, insurance is going to reimburse for this? And so we just kind of were messing around with it. And so what we decided to do at the you know after a, pretty much a month of discussion was. Let's just take a beta group. Let's take 20 patients and over like their two month treatment, which is pretty typical. They were coming maybe two times a week for, I don't know, 10 weeks or something like that. And um, and it was a little different for everybody. It wasn't the same scenario, but it, it was about that. About uh, So we did take 20 and over about a two month period. So this little beta or this pilot group, each of them on average lost 21 pounds, just coming to PT. They weren't coming for weight loss necessarily, but they were introduced to the idea of, hey, nutrition is going to support you as far as, you know, the weight release and the pressure off your joints and also overall healing, decreasing inflammation um, and, and improving other metabolic conditions. So these patients, we asked them if they would do it. They took on the challenge. They Each time they came in for PT, they would come over and we would support them on their nutrition. We would give them tools and handouts and protocols and homework assignments um, very specific to our um, really are the human psychology and the human behavior modeling with nutrition that, that we've really perfected over the years. So, like I said, each of them lost on average 21 pounds over that two-month phase. Some of them were diabetic or pre-diabetic beforehand, and now we're, we're now going off medications or at least decreasing medications. And so I randomly started getting calls from some physicians, and they were calling me into their office, and they were saying, hey, what are you doing with my patient? Uh, you know, I, I referred Susie Smith over to your program and she came in, she came back 20 pounds lighter. Um, she was talking about, you know, how she healed quicker than she ever has before and, you know, things like that. And I just said, well, look, you know, when you send over to our clinic, um, the one that we're facilitating this metabolic wellness program out of, your patients are going to receive this service um, of nutrition guidance as part of their PT treatment. And the question was, well, what are, what are you billing for? How are you making money? And the answer that I had was, I'm not sure yet. You know, we'll figure that out as we go. But we just knew we were filling a void, a massive void in this industry. 
And so at the end of that time, the PT noticed that his patients were getting better, their outcomes were improved, they were getting back to work quicker, um, his metrics were improving because we had our program in his clinic. And also he was getting more patients from it just by default because he was really taking ownership and becoming the front line of this wellness revolution, this obesity epidemic. And, um, and because of that, he, he said, look, I'm going to pay you guys a fair market value just to have your program in my clinic every month. So we said, okay, that sounds good. Obviously we can't trade patients for dollars or there's no, there's no kickbacks at all. It was just a straight fee for our services being offered in his clinic. We trained his staff how to facilitate our tools, our protocols. They all look like the expert experts, the pros, and they took what we had developed and they ran with it. It was literally plug and play. And so one clinic there kind of triggered another clinic and, a, and some other PT started calling us around the valley saying, hey, I heard what's going on with this clinic. Can you bring your program in my clinic? We said, sure. We started developing little radiuses around our clinics and physicians started to really be incentivized to, to send patients um, who were in pain and overweight. And then what started happening was a lot of these orthopedic surgeons now they have kind of pressure from the National Orthopedic uh, Institute, or I think it's the National Orthopedic Institute, who's now coming down on these orthos saying, look, at, you shouldn't be doing elective surgeries, knee and hip replacements, for example, on patients with a BMI over 40, which is darn near 70% of our country. And so it, it, they started saying, hey, look, we're going to send them to you guys for some prehab. Let's get them doing some therapy, preparing them for surgery, decreasing some inflammation. Let's get some pressure off the joints then we'll do their elective surgery. Then obviously they're going to post-op, come back to those same clinics to do their, their uh, post-rehab or their, uh, you know, their replacements. And so we've really taken off in that orthopedic world and, and uh, made a lot of great connections. And it's a win-win for them because they're not, um, the error I should say, they're lowering their risk or they're optimizing these patients. And the patients are, doing it with the PT that they need anyway. And so it's, it all is kind of coming together and, and um, yeah. And so we've just, uh, I guess to kind of make a long story short, um, we've, we're now in 15 clinics here in Arizona, five in California, and we're just getting calls from PTs on the regular saying, Hey, what about this program in my facility? And we're wanting to ultimately expand nationwide and be in over a thousand locations throughout the country and do all that we can to partner with PTs, who, again, we see as the front line of this wellness movement, and and really reverse the obesity epidemic. Um, and, and we believe that this is the perfect prime position and outlet to do so. That's that's awesome, man. I, I think... I think you, you you kind of hit on an incredible opportunity that's just a, a white space for, for physical therapy, and that is, that is that nutrition piece because we see it all the time. You know, we see patients that are just, are just starving, no pun intended, for, for nutritional advice. Uh, that was just too easy. It was just low-hanging fruit. Um, and we, we, like, we, we don't have the training. We know basics, and, and we provide it, but what we do – have and I think what you've really, really highlighted here is the the psychology, the psychological aspect. Because it's not just telling people eat this or eat that, right? Anybody can look at Google. Anybody, most people know common sense that eating cheeseburgers all the time or, or eating greasy foods 
Like we know bad food from good food, but it's the behavioral aspect of it, the behavioral psychology that most people just cannot get over. And I think if you create a way to integrate that into the physical therapy practice, when they come see a physical therapist over and over again for various aches and pains, and like you said, there is a trusted environment, and then you add over time, you kind of just chip away at providing actionable strategies and and, um, science evidence-based approaches to, to eating better. Um, it's, it's, it's a great way of doing it. My, my question to you is how, how do you bypass uh, You made a point that you were having, um, people that had a hard time paying for even a gym membership. And we know that through sociological studies that people that are of the lowest socioeconomic status typically eat the worst and have the, the least access to information and, and have the capacity to have better nutrition. Um, how how do you bypass that or how do you approach that to make sure that not only the affluent or wealthy or middle class, um, which is still, even though we have the means, still are overweight and obese because, again, of the behavioral psychology. But how do you make it more inclusive to to Medicare patients who are elderly or Medicaid patients that can barely pay for insurance and just make it for most people? You know, we we understand definitely what you said, and we, we talked about it earlier on the call that you know that that lower income level they're definitely going to have a lower education, and they're going to have a more difficult time affording um, the, the support they need. And oftentimes, what we found is all these guys and gals need who are in this position, whether self inflicted or not, um, is someone to put their arm around them and support them. And once they feel that encouragement, that accountability from someone who really is compassionate and cares, things start to shift. And so what we've done to to cross that bridge, I guess, to break down the barrier to entry for these folks is we've included their wellness, their metabolic wellness within their PT treatment. So whatever that patient's copay is, if they have a copay or they're deductible, that's, I mean, they're just coming in for PT and everything that we're doing is a bonus. It's just an added service or amenity to their already existing physical therapy treatment. They're now more influenced to go to one of the clinics that has our program in it from their doctors or from the community, wherever they heard about us, because this is offers, offered as an adjunct service. And so the PT could justify bringing this program in because it's typically bringing more patients and better outcomes. Um, and, and to add to that, um, I kind of lost my train of thought, but so the, to that, the, the payment wise is once, once they come in, it's an adjunct to pay their copay. The, the reimbursement is that through you guys, through the clinic, how does the reimbursement process? It's, it's all through the clinic. Start? So so the physical therapy clinic decides, okay, you know, I, I see the need for wellness, for weight loss in my practice. I don't want to develop a complete weight loss program. That's not my expertise. That's someone else's expertise. Let me bring in team metabolic wellness. We would come in. We, we have the program developed. We plug it into the system. The PTs do facilitate. We have videos that the patients watch while they're in the clinic. Um, there's tools that they receive from the PTs. But it's all been facilitated and created by us. The PTs are just now handing out material and being that accountability piece that the patient sees on a regular basis. It's really adding um, no more than five minutes tops to the actual visit time. 
so it's not really adding extra time or cost for the for the PT um, or whoever's running this program. Um, and then what happens is, so the PT sees them there, let's say one to three times a week, whatever it is, um, all patients go into our database and we give them remote personalized coaching through our app platform um, where they we have coaches on our end, which is part of the cost the PT pays our program is to have our coaches reach out multiple times a week to see how they're doing with their commitments and the things they've taken on. Um, they go into our system. They receive the emails, the videos, all the tools, material they need to make sure they have success. And again, the PT is just that live in-person accountability touch point that they have that, you know, a couple times a week. And then we do all the, the heavy lifting beyond that. Got it. So there, there's more of a proactive approach that your your coaches are actually reaching out. And totally. there's, again, that accountability piece. The, it, it's a loop. There's the accountability piece with the physio, but then once once the the plan of care is is through with physical therapy how does that process with you guys do you still keep going with the coaching or is it only during the treatment period yeah so the way the way that it works is they eventually will be discharged of course they'll be they'll graduate or be completed with their therapy you know call it five visits ten visits however many visits they're doing um they stay in our system and we continue to coach them at no cost to the patient and these are just a couple touch points per week because what we have found that if a patient loses weight or achieves results or success, they are going to lose everything they gained um, or everything they lost, I should say, um, 92% of the time within a year. So the, the retention of results is so minuscule for these people. And it's because the accountability goes away. They don't have that touch point And we do not want that to happen. So post-discharge from PT, we continue to support them, reach out to them multiple times per week to make sure their results stay maintained um, for for life. That's awesome, man. I mean, that that's huge, that that accountability, because that's, that's part of the behavioral psychology. I mean, to change a behavior, you have to be consistent with it for, for a long time. And um, like you said, I mean, that's a staggering statistic, 92% of people gain back weight after losing it. Um, and uh, I think it, it might sound high, but in reality, if, if you think about anybody that's lost weight, um, aside from um, Instagram people that show their transformation <laughs> once a week, Transformation Thursday, um, aside from that's those right. people, <laughs> most real, real people have, have a hard time with it. Um, that's really cool. So you mentioned, you mentioned Chris, Chris Powell. And mm-hmm. for, for people that don't know Chris um, or the name sounds familiar, can you kind of give us a background of your relationship and really who Chris is and how you two came together? Yeah, Chris, and equally as important, um, if not more, his wife, Heidi Powell, um, right. they, they started a show um, right around the same time that we were starting our company. And the name of the show was Extreme Weight Loss. And the, the premise of the show came from Chris helping an individual here locally um, on the news lose 400 pounds naturally Um, and he did it over the course of a two-year period and this individual um, as he was losing weight the whole state was watching him everybody was cheering him on chris showed up at his house almost every day to work out with him they over time became best friends Um, this individual david went on to have skin removal surgery um, and went from literally 630 pounds down to 229 pounds again all natural Awesome. And um, it was just a beautiful transformation, very emotional and, and really um, 
got some not just local but nation and world worldwide notoriety. So within a couple of weeks after this transformation had taken place, um, Chris was with David on Oprah, The View, 2020, and all these networks with um, with David, kind of like I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but kind of like his roadshow, where he was going around just showing people what had happened. And um, and so and that's possible, right? It's yeah, motivating to show, hey, look, this, this guy did it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so and so ABC, the, the major network, reached out to Chris and and uh, said, hey, look, at we want you to do what you did with David. We want you to do it with 20 people. And can you do it in one year? Uh, <laughs> in two years. And we got, we got this quick. And so and I, I'm jumping over quite a few details, but that was the ultimate uh, premise of, of the, the deal. And so um, Chris was like, OK, let's do this. And so he started. We, there was thousands and thousands of letters that people throughout the country wrote in saying, this is why you should choose me. This is my situation. A lot of them had a lot of emotional baggage some mental concerns, everything that comes along with obesity as far as baggage is concerned, emotionally, physically, the whole the whole works, man. And so Chris started going throughout the country and surprising these individuals on camera saying, look, I chose I choose you for the, the transformation of your life. Let's get going. And so for the next 365 days, um, Chris, Heidi, myself, and there were some other team members um, would work with these individuals and almost every step of the way, it would be documented um, on on camera, and uh, and they would go throughout this incredible, intense emotional journey um, over the course of the 365. And then at the end, or toward the end, they would uh, ideally get approved for skin removal surgery, get their skin removed, um, get their spray tan, you know, get their, get everything. And they went, they, they would just turn this beautiful picture of what is possible. And, you know, they would stand on the scale at the end of the year and just chin held high, shoulders rolled back. I did it. And their episode would be aired primetime on ABC for a two-hour segment, two-hour episode. And you get to see their transformation from start to finish. And each individual would have their own week. Um, but I'll tell you something that's so important to, to keep in mind. And we did this, by the way, for, for six seasons. Um, and so what was so crucial to understand is that when these participants of the show would stand on the scale at the end of the year, um, yeah, they lost their 100 pounds or 200 pounds, whatever it was. It was a major physical transformation. But if you ask that person what they really learned and what stood out to them, they would without a doubt, every one of them say integrity. It's all about commitment, keeping my word to myself. And the weight loss, that's just a bonus. These people walked away with so much more than just, again, a number on a scale, which can fluctuate and go up and down. And we didn't want their self-worth to be contingent on the number on the scale. And it never was from that point on because they learned so many valuable lessons. And you put it perfect earlier, Gene, like just chipping away the behavior change, the psychology of human behavior, and making sure that they understood the importance of just one thing at a time, one promise at a time. And this was the ultimate um, key, the ultimate takeaway that each of these individuals learned. And this is what we're coming in and, and helping these, these patients of these clinics to, to really understand and grasp. Within just a week of starting, they become promise keepers. They become um, individuals who have integrity, who now keep their word. They're, they're, they're actually showing up to their visits more regularly. They're coming in for, for more than just weight loss, but to show you as their coach Hey, I kept my promise yesterday 
And I want to come and tell you, I drank my water. Can you believe that I actually ate every three hours yesterday? And they're more fired about that. And it's like, oh, by the way, it's the end of the week. It's time to weigh you in. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. We got to weigh in. And so it's just this changing the paradigm of how people look at and view weight loss. And, and that awesome, should just man. be a side benefit, man. Yeah, I mean, a, a couple of things. One, like what we've realized fairly recently through research, um, we know that exercise is incredible, especially exercise for pain. But what we realize it's not necessarily the end goal of the exercise. It's the process. It's just going through it that you're doing it just completely changes not only your, your brain, but changes your perception of you, which is incredibly powerful. And it sounds like that's really what happens with a lot of these people. Um, I, I actually, I remember when the show first came on and, um, I remember, uh, my wife, Jamie, she, she's like, come watch the show with me. And, and, you know, at the time, like biggest loser was out, like all these you know, bullshit shows about weight loss, um, because it's just, it's just, it's just not real in terms of what's going to happen. Like, you know, or at least anybody in healthcare should know what's going to happen to these people that just go super hard from the beginning. And then they will be one of those 92%. So I was like, uh, I, yeah, I'm really not interested. She's like, just watch the show. I'm like, oh, I'm not really interested. She's like, just sit your ass down. I'm like, okay, I'm interested. I'll watch. Fine, fine, I'll watch. And mm-hmm. and I remember watching, and as you said, like it and it unfolded that way, and it was over a long period of time. And uh, as I'm watching this, I'm like, I mean, this is really the only way to do this because because Chris was showing up at their house and um, he was changing the environment, which is incredibly necessary. And uh, I remember like him going shopping and, and re restocking their fridge and just, just environmental changes, psychological changes, behavioral changes. It's, it's this complex system. It's not just exercise. It's not just nutrition. It's, it's understanding why the person got there in the first place. It's understanding the, the, the psychology, the social, the, the emotional aspects of it. And all those pieces were, were addressed. And it, it was fascinating to watch because one, a part of me was like, this, this is, this is great, but how realistic is this, right? You can't always have a Chris come into your house for most people. If you want to lose weight, you can't have cameras watching you and somebody yelling at you saying, don't eat that. You know, um, you can't, but you also shouldn't because that doesn't build self efficacy. That, that doesn't create accountability. Um, and, and the point that you made is like these people realize that it has to be on them. It has to be an integrity piece because we should not be making these decisions for people. We should not be telling them, don't eat this or don't do this because that takes the, the success and it takes away the failure from them. And it sounds like you, through that experience, you've been able to address that. You've been able to pick out the pieces that work and don't and, and to really integrate that, that nutrition piece really as a, it's almost superficial, but deep down the, the, the back end of this is psychology, the, the superficial piece of it. Not in the, not in a negative way, but the layer of it is the nutrition is the piece of the actionable element. So it sounds like a pretty pretty solid system, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, Gene. You know, you you brought up so many great points, and and I just want to mention something about going back to the show real quick. You know, when when they first wanted to get get it up and going, the network's like, "Hey, Chris, you got to do that. We got to do something in sixty days." Everybody wants quick, and he goes, "I I can't, you guys. I need a year with these people." And they go, okay, we, I don't think we can sell that to the network. They go back and say, okay, they, they approve 90 days. And Chris again said, you guys, I can't, I need a year. Well, go back. Okay, the most we can do is six months, Chris. He's like, you guys, I'm telling you, this is going to take time. It's not a fly-by-night. There's like, you mentioned earlier, Gene, the social, the emotional psychology behind all this. 
And they said, I don't think it's going to happen. And finally, they came back and said, all right, this, the show has been sold. Let's do this. And then now 148 countries later, here it is. There's just this uh, worldwide phenomenon that it takes time. There's emotional linkages to, to these guys' behavior change. And when it comes to, I hear this a lot, like when it comes to the PT clinic, they're kind of, some of these PTs that first bring our program on, they go, yeah, but we only have these guys for, you know, two months. If that, in some cases, what kind of difference can we make? How can we be, you know, that front line, as you call us? And we say, you guys are the most important piece because you're getting them started. You're that, that arm of accountability reaching up. Um, or reaching down, I should say, to lift them up and to get them into a system of accountability, understanding their word means something. And there's more to this than just, um, you know, a quick diet and exercise regimen. There's so much more to it, as we've, as we've discussed in, in depth. And so the PT clinic is the crucial part. It's the springboard that launches these individuals into lifelong transformation. And so we're just, we're just so excited, so grateful to be a part of these PT clinics that we are and the future PC clinics that we're going to be having this program facilitated in. Very cool, man. So speaking of the PT clinics, um, if anybody wants to hear more, like what's the plan? Is, is it to stick on the West Coast or to start expanding? So if somebody's interested that's listening, uh, what should they do? Should they get a hold of you? Check out the website. What's the plan? Email me. You can go to our website as well. Um, and for those of you, I don't know if there's any web PT um, uh, members who are who are listening in right now, but our banners are all over the software system, the EMR system within WebPT. You can click on those and it takes you to places. You can visit our website, which is uh, Powell, as in Chris Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L, metabolics, with an S, dot com. Um, and if you want to talk to me directly, I'm more than happy to have conversations with you, um, sending material that will help you to really understand more in depth what we do and how we facilitate it and what the costs are that are associated with this um, and really what the investment is. And so you can just shoot me an email. It's Richard at Powell metabolics with an S.com. And so, yeah, awesome. hit up our website and shoot me an email and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here to support you and, and, and help you uh, to, to learn how this could really help you, your, your practice to not only improve outcomes, but hopefully to get, to get more referrals as, as all of our clinics that we're currently in have done. Very cool. And we'll put all that information on our on our podcast page at updocmedia.com. Um, Chris is going to be at the Ascend conference as well. Is he going to, do you know if he's going to cover some of the, some of the stuff there? He will be at Ascend. He will be covering some of this. Him and, him and Heidi are going to be sharing the stage with um, a world-renowned surgeon um, that, that refers a lot of patients to our program and believes heavily in this. And his name is Dr. Jimmy Chow. And so they will have, I believe, um, a 90-minute segment on Saturday the 30th that morning um, to, to really dive into the vitality of incorporating wellness and weight loss practices into physical therapy clinics. Um, so they'll definitely be there. Very cool. So uh, we didn't talk much much about Heidi. What, how has Heidi been kind of instrumental in this? And um, I'm sure she's, she's done a ton. It's just because Chris was on TV that he probably gets most of the attention. But I, I have a feeling that it, it's been much more of a, a team effort with you, her, and, and Chris. Man, I, if, there's, if there's one word to, to sum up Heidi, she's the rock. Um, she's the rock of these people's transformation journeys. Chris was the, the face, the celebrity of the show. He, he is very well known throughout the world. Um, and by season three, the show finally said, look, we got to get Heidi on. 
And so while she wasn't on the first two seasons and there was just mild appearances, she became just as much of a face of the show as Chris did um, from season three and on. And uh, and it was it was due time. I mean, she she needed the uh, the credit that she deserved for all the hard work she was putting into it. And something the cameras didn't depict was a lot of these um, contestants, almost all of them, actually, for all six seasons, they would come here to Arizona, do the metabolic wellness program, spend time with Heidi, uh, mostly with Heidi, also myself. And then there were some others here who were supporting them along their journey. So it was definitely an army uh, of team members who, who reached out to to help these folks. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to obviously Ascend and, and chatting with Chris and Heidi there and hearing that presentation. Are you going, are you going to Ascend? I chance? will be there. Yes. I'll, I'll be there front and center cheering Chris and Heidi on hoping that, uh, hoping that they're going to kick butt like they always do. I mean, they're so fun. If you guys haven't seen them on stage, I mean, they're the most entertaining, passionate, compassionate and genuine presenters. I'm not taking away from Gene. I'm sure you're the same. <laughs> so, but they, yeah, uh, my they're awesome. I look forward to it. Awesome, man. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you and meeting you in person and chatting a little bit more about this. And again, you know, check out, um, check out, what, what was the website again, Richard? Powell, powellmetabolics.com. Awesome. And um, your email? Richard at powellmetabolics.com. There we go. So if you have any questions, reach out. We, we all know, I mean, one of the biggest one of the biggest deficiencies or just holes is nutrition. And we get talked about it a lot. Uh, we get asked about it a lot. So this might be a, a great pathway to, to address, address that hole. So check out, check out Richard, check out the site, come out to ascend in uh, end of September. If, uh, if you're listening to this before that September timeframe, um, if not, there, there's always the, the information on the website. Well, Richard, man, it was, it was just like the phone call, man. It was, it was awesome chatting with you and, Really look forward to uh, to keeping the conversation going. The pleasure is all mine, Gene. Thank you for your time.